Yo, what's good, extended fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. <laughs> yeah. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I recommend a computer. We're professionals here. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Try to catch me slipping there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Chip. This is a podcast. Brothers, brothers, we're happy singing and we're colored. Colored, we're happy singing and we're brothers. Brothers, we're happy singing and we're colored. Colored, we're happy singing and we're brothers. Brothers, we're happy singing and we're colored. Colored, we're happy singing and we're brothers. Brothers, we're happy singing and we're colored. Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Fresco. And it's your boy, Flo 700. We are the Podcast Brothers, man. Back with another week, episode 80. Excuse me, episode 90. Yes. Let's do it. Episode it right. 90. 10 episodes away from the big 100. Yes, had to do it, man. Episode 90. And by the time, I'm going to just get right into it. By the time you hear this episode, it'll be Father's Day. So I want to just say happy Father's Day. You to, introduce uh, yourself. I did. I said it's your boy Flaw Seven Hundred. Oh, you, you said my this is. Oh, you did my fault. Yeah. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Fresco Ben Famous. That's B I N Famous, and Instagram at Fresco Famous. <laughs> and you can find I'm Flaw Seven Hundred on anything. Facts. Right. You ready now? Yeah. Let's go. All right, yo. When y'all hear this episode, I just want to start this off by uh, you know wishing my brother a Happy Father's Day. Right. Right back to you, my and brother. And I want to wish um, the fathers out there a Happy Father's Day. Also, by the time you hear this episode, I'll be a year older. So, you know, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to uh, you. Uh, uh. Happy birthday. Hey, yo, don't a DMX ad lib sound tight on everything? What? You could have put that on that. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Come on. What? Come on. <laughs> come on. Uh. A DMX ad lib sound right. That on is lit. Anything. I think I was, I was, uh, I thought DMX ad libs was the shit before like Jeezy ad libs was considered the shit. I think DMX still got it. I think he does. Before we before we get too far off, I want to let y'all know, man, for those that listen on YouTube, make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel, please man. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, for yeah. those that listen on uh, Apple Podcasts, if you haven't let the review yet, please do so. We on everything. SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, uh, 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 all that. You know what I'm saying? Except for Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. I don't know what they doing. We got approved like two months ago. And I guess a lot of other podcasters were trying to come on and it just hit a wall. So... You know, we'll see what Spotify that's looking must like. Must be a hot commodity, streaming wise. I heard a lot of. I don't. I actually don't even use Spotify. I heard a lot of good things about it though. But I, I tried to use it on my phone. It sucked on my phone, but on a computer, it was kind of lit. I don't get it. I really don't need all those streaming services. Nope. You no, know? that's why I don't care anymore. Yeah, like the iPhone come with the Apple, uh, uh Apple music, music yeah. or but if you want to support black owned businesses, you Download get title, title you know, up. or some people just use YouTube. Like people don't know YouTube got a subs- uh, a subscription uh, service where you pay. Yeah, it's more expensive than the rest of them. Yeah, okay, it's twelve ninety nine. It's twelve ninety nine. But you get videos. <laughs> you know I mean, you get they even actual- got YouTube TV now. You can yeah. sign up for like thirty dollars a month to get certain TV channels on fucking YouTube. Bro. Yeah, oh, that's what's up. Fuck cable, dog. Watch TV everywhere. Hey, it's been a while, but we actually got a special guest in the building. Fact though, I'm gonna let you introduce. Yeah, man, um, this is a very, very good pal of mine. He was been he's been on a couple of 
previous podcast brothers episodes and he's actually plugged us into a network where we had about six or seven different individuals come on a show based on knowing him and that piece that puzzle piece was this man right here fresh out of china man Yo, give it up for my man Cyril, baby. Hey, What's good, hey, man? man? It feels good being back, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate boy... y'all always, bro. Say something in Chinese. Man, all I know is ni hao. What that mean? <laughs> what? It means ha. <laughs> no, next time I come back, though, I'll, you know, I'll be able to speak a little better. So we definitely going to uh, talk about what you got going on, especially the leap of faith that you took. Oh man, you just dropped everything and you left, but we're not going to get to that yet. Nah, but we going, you know, what I'm saying, but that's coming. But right now, we're going to talk about our week, and I yes, guess sir. since our week was so short, I guess we can share the week. Yeah, we had the same saying. week. I don't think we I did, ain't did shit since then. So, uh, <laughs> so Cyril, you want to start? how your week was and then we can just jump right Man. into it you probably got more to say anyway <laughs> my week was just trying to catch up on <laughs> on the time difference honestly mm. like you know where i'm at obviously all of china is uh 12 hours ahead time wise so my whole week i was just like on just the, passing out in the middle of the day literally on a different type One of question time. not to interrupt you but how, how far how long is the uh airplane ride I took two flights. Oh, okay. so the first one was from uh, from Kunming, where I live. It's in southern China, like near the Vietnam border. Mm. So that was three hours to Beijing, and then from Beijing to here it was thirteen hours. So I was trying to get to the point. Wait, it was Philly? like I went to North. Okay, so I was trying to get to the point where it's like, let's say you leave somewhere at twelve in the morning, mm-hmm. and then you get to your destination is twelve in the morning that same day. Was it like I mean, that feeling? Like I mean, I, I've I been left, flying all day. I left June fifth in China, and I landed in Jersey June fifth. <laughs> right. Holy that's shit. what I'm saying. Yeah, but then when I go back, I leave here June 30th and I land back in China July 2nd. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like it what took you 15 so hours yeah. to travel, but in reality, yeah. two hours move. Yep, that's Damn. Crazy. pretty much. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, that's crazy. I never even thought about that aspect of the traveling, especially yeah. with that big of a time difference. That's yep. nuts. It's crazy. Whew. It's you got more? Crazy. No, I mean you know just okay. catching up with family. Okay, um, saw a couple of the homies and obviously I had to check in with y'all. So mm-hmm. definitely, facts. Yeah. So when he hit me, he said he was going to be in town. I said, bro, come on, bro. You already know make what's a up. Stop, you already know what's up. Yeah, we definitely, we recorded a day early, well, a few days early because mm-hmm. it's going to be a busy week. You know what I mean? Thursday and Friday, we got things planned. So we record on a Wednesday. So our week is pretty short. With that being said. I got something planned or you got something planned? I got something. Well, you know, tomorrow, know I'm well, tomorrow we have, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, for those who don't know, I have birthday twins. Hey. Uh, oh, Saturday's your birthday and shit. Saturday's my birthday. Um, Thursday we're having a birthday cookout for all three of us. Um, my son will be turning four. My daughter hey. will be turning fifteen. But they're birthday twins. Wow! So tomorrow we'll be cooking out, which is Thursday. So you got a love making season. I, I got to do better. Jim birthdays. My brother was last Sunday. And my mom is on the nineteenth. Gemini's rock, know. man. Nah, that's just this is a lot of lot, it's a lot of winter loving. I just know. Well, it's September actually. I learned my <laughs> Same lesson. Thing. It's like. <laughs> I learned my lesson. No more September. No more September love. No more take September love. They'll take the whole month off. I realized that. I said, maybe what about sep- maybe it's September? I can't. We can't do it this month. We can't do it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm doing something wrong on the same day. Oh, that's crazy, son. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, so I got two birthday twins. So we'll be uh, celebrating their birthday tomorrow, which is Thursday and Saturday. My daughter wants to sleep over. She hasn't mentioned it to me yet. 
she hasn't mentioned it to me again. So I'm hoping that she forgot about it. She didn't forget. I just hope that she <laughs> just she doesn't ask me again. So if that is true, I don't want to be recording a podcast on Friday when there's a bunch of girls here. Oh yeah, because this is not like back in the day where you can actually put a movie on and just, and just sit pop popcorn. Like, right, nah, nah, don't think you coming over my house and texting out. boys and <laughs> being on Snapchat. So yeah. I, I gotta be nah, you, nah. Fuck <laughs> that. You can still that. set them rules. Uh, put your phones in the buckets when you come in. Yeah. Your parents will That's be here yeah. tomorrow morning. Here go these goddamn movies. You got uh, achy, breaky heart. I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) You sit there and watch this shit. (laughs) Fuck that. I hear you, but I guess I just don't want my daughter, like, because it'll get back to school, right? It'll get back to school that Jaisha's dad is, you know, corny. Yeah, corny. So you still want to be cool. I How do you plan on doing that? Y'all at that age, though, like, especially you. I'm not there yet. You're not there No, yet. no, no. Hell no. Yeah. Nah. I don't plan. Age, I hope she does not bring it up. That's what I'm hoping for. I haven't figured it out. Okay. She has not mentioned and, it. And me. then what will okay. you be doing? Like, while the... I just don't want to be down here because what I don't want... To, like, what if something They forget happens? about you. What if something happens and I got to stop the show? That's like, that's, that's, that's B... A is just making sure they're good, and B is don't interrupt me when I'm in my oh, office. Oh yeah, when you're in your zone. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, no, I mean even so, now that we calling today, which is Wednesday, and then Friday comes up when Friday is here and everything's happening. What? How are you going to occupy yourself? I'm still. I'm. I'm just. First off, I'm not going to be doing this. This is the right. main thing, and I'm going to be upstairs, and I'll just be there. You know, it's just like I'm there. You're going to be listening from afar. Yeah, I can. Hey, y'all better not be playing in yeah. that toilet. Wait a minute, y'all a little too. <laughs> y'all a little too quiet. <laughs> y'all better not be playing in that toilet. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart, you lean in and listen. <laughs> With your, with your eyes and shit. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I just hope yeah. that I don't uh, have I to you. do it. I um, definitely feel you. That's a, that's a, that's that's definitely one of those scenarios. This, this is the first time, too, right? That she throwing a sleepover? Possibility. Possibility. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's not official. Right. It's a big deal. It's not a... It's, it's not you got a, a couple more years left. Yeah. yeah. That's well, pretty a big deal. Because mm, this is like... like in, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a prime yeah. season. Every right? year, yeah, right? Word is life. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, come on, man. Hey, 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 hey. hey man. <laughs> if that sleeper don't happen this year, it's definitely happening next year. Listen. Yeah. It's definitely happening yeah. next year. Give me another 365. All right, well, how about, how about this? Oppose, would you prefer a slumber party here or her be at someone else's slumber mm. party? Good question. That's going to come up eventually, too. Definitely here. Okay. Definitely here, because, you know. But at the same time, I don't want it. Because, I listen, right. I know. I know. Like, let's not act like this is... You know, back in the day, like social media and these cell phones, it's the devil. Like you can do, you, you can do what you want. You do what you but want. These kids out here is really doing what they want. You yep. gotta trust their intuition for real, and you know, hope that you did a good job. Yeah. Right? Uh, how yeah. about you just clip the data plan, man? It's just fucking forty text messages a month and eighty minutes. A month. <laughs> Go back. To- <laughs> take it. Take it back on that ass. It can get there. I definitely know of apps where you can actually watch. Text messages and see who how, like you. You could turn data off. That shit is real. You, you yeah, can yeah, text yeah, messages. Yeah, you can do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah, you can. Oh, so that. when shorties be advertising that, you want to see your man's texting? And I don't know that. Shit. I just know that this is for like parents and children. Oh, I didn't okay. know they had oh. one for adult adult because you no, actually they got it, man. But if they, they got, got one for it, parents' man. children, well, but but this is the thing. I've been I've been to the future and back in China. Like <laughs> China got it, it. man. Ooh, China got it. He's in the technology capital of the world. But um, be surprised when it comes to the phones for your kids you can you have to take their phone and set it so as an adult yeah. your partner would have to take your phone and you will say hey well what right. you doing oh nothing nah let me see what you're doing so once why you don't trust me with your phone 
No. <laughs> so when you no. see them take the phone and program it to the app, right. then you know. Okay. With the kids, it's different. So I don't know how that advertisement you said goes where you want to see what your man is texting without them having their his phone. Right. I don't know how that part That's works. That's like that cyber. Um, I know exactly what you're talking you about. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I see Shorty's that. promoting yeah. that shit all the time. I've seen that. But yo, before we that's go, too much trouble though, man. Yeah, that's way too much trouble. I would just rather say fuck you, like, and that's yeah. why even with my kid, it's yeah. like you're like trust them, and like I want to. I haven't set it up yet, but I could. You it costs nine ninety nine a month. It's worth it. But you, you uh, yeah, it's a fact. Would you want to put yourself through that trouble? Ah, see, my you know thing I mean? is, like, I don't. With, with the kid, with the kid on the kid aspect of adult, the adult, that's a different scenario. But on the father daughter aspect, you know, kids try to get over on you, anyway right? They fucking right. Can, like, yeah. So if I catch him you know on this, it's so like, if I feel like this is a scenario, I don't fully trust my kid in. You damn right, I'm putting that shit on the phone. Mm, no I need to see what's going. On. I need to, until you earn your stripes. I mean, both of y'all. I'm not a father yet. You know yeah. What I mean? So this is like all, but I, in preparation. I'll be honest. You know I mean? like, I'm, the, I'm the cool uncle right now. So that's a like, fact. I hate cool. Uncles, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I, I hate the cool uncle. What? He hated Look, look. That was so much shade to me yeah. just now. It was. Yes. Yo, the uncles got it so easy. Uncles, uncles got it easy. Not even us. Just uncles. Like, uncles is always cool. But, um, and I got you, it. You, bro, yeah. you're an uncle too. What the fuck? Yeah, but AJ and Jace is like, they not even, they're not aware that I'm cool yet. Yeah. Cause you're not. <laughs> I am. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. They too young to understand. Kids cool. I'm cool. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sure, bro. <laughs> But um, hey, before we go too far off, because that's that's actually a dope topic that we can go on and on about, and then we can get back to it, right? Um, but we didn't talk about our week. You did. Oh, yeah. So the week, man, as 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 you guys know, if you follow your guys, and if you were in attendance or you had your ear to the to the uh, social media streets, you were very aware that this past Saturday that we had our very first podcast brothers live show. Yes, and it was a motherfucking smash. It nigga. was incredible. I gotta man. give. Where'd y'all do it? What did we do? Oh, where'd y'all do it? Where'd y'all? Oh, we was in uh, Marsville, PA. PA. Marsville. It was in PA, oh, it was in Marsville. right around the corner, right over the okay. bridge. So cool. I'm gonna give a big shout out to everybody that came, man. Like y'all really made the show like ten times better because literally the way me and bro was talking. While we were doing the show is exactly how we talk on every show, but the fact that it was a room full of people enhanced the conversation. It made it more funny and made it more interactive and made the topics go a little deeper. It was just an overall great time, man. From the bottom of your boy's heart, I want to thank y'all, man. Thank you very man, much. Y'all deserve that, man. Yeah, Congrats. appreciate it. Appreciate sure. that, brother. Uh, I, I walked into the spot and I was like, man, maybe we kind of sold too many tickets because I thought this place was a little bigger. I haven't been there in a while. But it actually was perfect. It was literally perfect. It was perfect. So y'all had a good turnout. Though. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Smacked. I didn't yeah. think that like people, it was seats, people standing, it was people, it was people chilling yeah. on the lounge because it had like a little bar section. So it was kind of like, in a way, people were hanging from the rafters. Understand? Like in a so way. To speak. Because you had a row full of chairs and then you had people on the side just chilling. And shout out, shout out to the DJ, man. Shout out to DJ Big J. He spun, um, during the live show and he did a great job he was a great interactive dj and shout out to my man snook who was the photographer he got the uh professional pics snapping throughout the entire event man and i definitely appreciate you guys's contribution to making the event what it was yeah so shout out to snook for being a photographer shout out to dj big j for being the bj uh dj shout out to uh Jaden hollywood shout out for to jay hollywood setting the show off he grabbed the mic first and you know he he started his um um competition uh I don't call it a money giveaway. It was a money giveaway. And um, you know, he he kinda he kinda was like first, you know what I mean? To me, he kinda like 
relaxed me because I'm like, okay, Jaden going to set it off first. He came to the mic, grabbed it, and did his thing. And um, shout out to Avery. Shout um, out to Avery. Absolutely. Uh, Jaden and Avery. They gave us gifts. They gave bags. us gifts because they thought it was the 100th episode, we'll but it wasn't. But we'll take them. <laughs> I got some great um, black-owned products. Yes. I um, I wanted to talk about them, but I left the products on the... Um, you was asking me how to pronounce this shit. I was asking me how to pronounce it. I don't, don't want to, you know what I'm saying? He's not going to get no credit if I don't know what the hell it is. It's definitely, I've used the, um, I've used the, uh, I've used the beard cream. I've used the uh, facial uh, moisturizer and the uh, hair grease. That shit feels awesome. Yeah. So everybody had awesome, a great man. time. Um, And they say, there's this meme that goes around that says, when you listen to a podcast, you're like, they're talking with them. Right. You're sitting next to that poster. Right. You're sitting next to that poster. Eat that lollipop and there shit. There was not one topic that we had where the people weren't giving us feedback. Facts. Okay. So, you know, to me, if you're, and plus we were with the people, we weren't on a stage. We were like right there. So everything right. I said, people was frowning and laughing. And so I could see everything. So I'm like, oh, what'd you say? Okay, you come in. So, you know, if, if, if there was, I wouldn't change anything about the show except for the mics. I probably would have okay. used like a lower, less powerful mics. But other than that, I wouldn't change a thing. I think that was like one of the most, that, that was the, one of the most highlights of my life. Yeah, it was lit, really, man. it was really a big, it was really a big deal. It goes um, to show y'all doing something great. Yeah. You know, like we always say that y'all, y'all brought something to this area that was much needed. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I have a question for y'all though. Sure, yeah, yeah. What, a year later, what, in what area do you guys feel you guys have seen the most growth? Yo, that's a good question because I was definitely going to get onto that because this is our, we're in the middle of two years podcasting. Okay. Right? So the the live show was celebrating two years, which was on June 9th, but our two-year anniversary was like June 12th, yes, and today is June 13th. So we're kind of like in the middle. So I wanted to talk about that because growth is important. What, what have we done in two years? And I can honestly say, you were on episode five, mm-hmm. right? And really? I can't remember that episode. Really? And that's kind of an episode, even though it was about police brutality, I don't go back and listen to that because it's like, man, we came so far and I see the growth and it's like, we just jumped right into it. We didn't have a, a name. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how to brand ourselves. We didn't know about uh, uh, volume we know levels. Equipment. We didn't know about equipment. Volumes. My pops was doing it all. Um, I can say, I, like, I'm not going to speak for him. But I think that over the years, the two years that we've been podcasting, we kind of fell too much in love with guests. Okay. And the guests have kind of, to me, stopped us from uh, uh, sharpening our podcast personality. Okay. Because when you got somebody here all the time, you like bouncing off them instead of me and him bouncing off each other. Building that way. Building that out. So um, what was the question again? Just like what, what, area <laughs> what areas you guys, have you grown? Have you, yeah. Have you grown the most? The um, last you know, year. Definitely, you know, obviously from from year one to year two, and then going on year three podcasting. What do you what do you envision yourself growing into more? Oh man, just just being here, you know, not even ten minutes. I feel like you guys are way more comfortable. Exactly. That, that's that's what I was saying? getting at when right. you was on episode five. Yeah, and you look at us from episode five. You was also on the episode where we talked about uh, grandmother's hats. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, grandmother's, yeah. yeah. grandmother's hats. I remember, I remember that. Yeah. So so let's do the history. Yeah. Been here for two years. Cyril was on episode five. I've been on three. He been on three. Yeah. I've been on. You been on the episode with the grandma hats, and you. Was on the, uh, the bonus episode with, with 400, yeah. with 400, yeah. with 400. Bro, and then on top of all of that, you know, you 
uh, Jelani's party at camp. Oh yeah, uh, Night Shine, Night oh, yeah. party at camp. Four hundred. I was actually on the phone with the uh, the guy that runs uh, Four Hundred. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And you know, we talked about doing some things, but you know, when you're busy, you kind of oh yeah, you yeah. forget some things. Yeah. So you know, um, you know he light skinned so they high man. So, well, now I know he's light skinned <laughs> yeah. Ah. So <laughs> shout out to Fo. I'll just say that we now know how to brand each other. We know how to brand ourselves. You know, we became a brand without knowing it. It's like by the time we figured it out, it's like oh, we need to brand this because yeah. it's going somewhere. Like yeah. you, you don't know that. As far as where we're going, we announced on the live show that we we're doing a web series. Ooh. We're going to do a web series. It's called um, the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers. The Good Brothers. So people ask me. What's the benefit of podcasting? Where can you go for podcasting? It helps you enhance a personality. And you take that. Your personality is your business card. Yeah. You should have seen this on that stage at the live show. We was, right. it was, you didn't sit there and say, so how was your week? Nah, we was giving them us. So Like what, nigga? Yeah. Oh, nigga, you it was some bullshit. It was a man. personality thing. Yeah. So now we're comfortable in front of mics. We're comfortable in front of equipment. We record the podcast on the camera. Now I'm comfortable with cameras. See, my thing was that um, from year one to year two, from first starting to, well, from day one to year one, I just, I had to get more comfortable with speaking. It's just like that thing. It was kind of like that uh, thing where you in class and the teacher asks the question, you know the answer, and you kind of you kind of hesitate to raise your hand. You don't hold back. Yeah, yeah. yeah you kind of hesitate to raise your hand. So it was kind of that scenario for me. Um, beginning the podcast, I just had to become more confident in what I was saying. It might have came off as I was just sure of it, but I really wasn't. I was just talking because I didn't know how I was going to be received or what people thought of me. But once I got more comfortable with being myself and speaking freely as if the mics weren't on, if it was just, you know what I'm saying, surrounded by the homies just having a conversation, that's the kind of direction I kind of started taking my um the way I express myself in. So I, I, I worked on that from day one to year one. And then from year one to year two, I tried to uh, be more prepared, like in my... Uh, uh, and my preparations for the topics that I needed to talk about. Okay. So you can't be confident in what you talk about if you don't know what the fuck you talk about. So I had to do my research, make sure this shit was right. Oh, okay, cool. I get it. And just not say what I was reading, but kind of, you know what I'm saying, uh, bust it down to how I talk and make it comfortable for me to speak. So yeah. and going forward in the year three, it's just, um, well, also, and then on bro's behalf, like, the nigga took the show to a whole new level, man. From I see. you can listen to the first episode as we did recently, and you can hear how just raw and just completely un uh, it had no direction. You know what I'm saying? It was just we were just talking, but you know what I'm saying. Fast forward two years later, we have segments. You know what I'm saying? We attempt to segue. Well, we give acknowledgement to certain individuals, and we've both gotten to the point where it's like okay, even when we're uh, 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 rehearsing what we're going to talk about throughout the weeks. We'll text each other back and forth through the week and he'll be like, yo, uh, this is a fresh fiasco. You got any? I'm like, damn, no, I, I wasn't able to get any. He'll be like, all right, well, I got these. And then if I got them, I'm like, well, I did get some. Well, we're going to merge these or take these out and stuff like that. So we got a lot of better with our communication to figure out the actual itinerary of the show. And it's it's the same drill every week. We do the show Friday. Well, I'm saying we'll push it Sunday and then Monday is back again. It's like, yo, I saw this send bro the link or the screenshot and then we'll figure out if this is what we're going to incorporate to our show with the main topic. Speaking of that, I'm proud of y'all for real. Yeah, I appreciate it. Speaking of that, I remember 
like early in the show when I would throw an idea, he didn't like it. Oh, that pissed me. <laughs> he used to get mad as hell. <laughs> like, how don't you like my stuff? Like, this He's is good. <laughs> he, he came. At, he came at me one time too. Yo. He was yeah. like, "Yo, nigga." <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that. You don't. Why you don't never like don't, my ideas? I was like, oh, really? I was like, I didn't even realize I did. Yeah, yeah I did say that. I like, yo, like, because, because to me, and this is my fault. It's, it's not your fault. It's actually mine. He would have some trash ideas, but I'd be like, all right. So I, in return, like my trash ideas. <laughs> I didn't, but in my head, that's how I looked at it. Yeah. He was really like, I don't like that, which is which is the right thing to do. Yeah. If you don't like something, you, you should honest, not. You yeah, you got to be honest. Yeah. But in my head, like I've heard some terrible ideas from him. And I'm like, all right. Should have told me them shits was whack, man. True. I'm very receptive to cr- uh, cr- constructive well, criticism. I think that one of our abilities is, is to make something out of nothing. Like nah, Y'all improvise very yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> We have so many topics where you be like, yo, this ain't going to go nowhere. And yeah. then we do it. And it's like, so that's off, yeah. that's my vision. I'm like, yo, yeah. we can rock this. All I need is a topic. I can talk shit all day long. We've been doing that forever. You feel me? We can talk shit all day long. And just to uh, finish it off, um, just producing. Um, I think I said this at, on the live show. I always thought producing was just beat making. Once I started doing oh, this, I realized man, production so is goes, so much so more much, full so out. Deep. And so you full so out big. engineer, bro. So I enjoy yeah. right. So I enjoy so doing this. I'm going to enjoy working on that web series, and yeah. it's going to keep turning. It's going to keep so turning, big, man. Like you know, obviously, for those that don't know, you know, I came back from China. Um, I'm visiting. I coach basketball in China. I know we're getting to that. Yeah, yeah. But um, y'all know, I, you know, Fresco know I perform out there too. You know, my music and stuff. I you know I finished the album. Me and my roommate, uh, former me. NBA player Maurice Ager. Shout out to Mo. Mm. Um, we did an album. You used to play together. for the uh, Mavericks. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, that's I'm my right hand. Yo, didn't see get like a hundred on a um, fresh fee, uh, dope note. He did. I got like ninety two. No, it was ninety two. It was one. Yeah, I said it was one yeah, person. I was, ah. that. <laughs> I was mad about that. I was mad about that. But um, yeah, we did an album together. Um, we we've been performing since like December, and it's just crazy. Like, cause obviously you know, um, we rap in English. And just like feeling like the energy in the crowd, and they don't understand nothing you rap about. So it's just all your energy, all your, energy, your, your yeah. stage presence, your performance, and it made me a better artist. And just seeing like the production that goes into it too, you know what I mean? Because like China got mega clubs. So like when I say a mega club, it's not like going to like um I don't know the name of no clubs out here no me more. Me either. I don't go to them shit. Like <laughs> you go to a club and it's like it's hundreds of people in there, like mm-hmm. big venue. And I'm talking about from Monday to Monday, it's open. Yo, yeah. it's, you know what it, I mean? ain't that weird? Cause like, it's if crazy. if if Chinaman came over here to rap a song There's and nothing, I didn't know it, yeah. I'm not going You're to not enjoy going. that. You're no, not definitely going. not going. But when but America's because a, a lot yeah. of rappers make their money overseas, yeah. and they're not rapping in none of the languages that they're. Oh, nah. But the, the crowd's going it's all crazy easy. because the hip hop culture is taking over. Like people, they they gravitate towards that. Yeah, they, but if I don't they know, they caught on saying. late though. Because like a lot of like Chinese, like because for example, like the kids that come up to me, and, like they just like shake my hand and like damn, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what are you they doing? Think that's like cool. Like right. saying what's up? Like, hey, dad. Like, all right, you got it, <laughs> dad. <laughs> but um, like they caught on the hip hop culture it's real late. It is. There's no PC over there, which you got to kind of like, it makes you tough because like, they don't know. You ignore it. You so let me ask you this question. What's up? A while ago, I had, a, um, I brought up a, um, a ride that I took with Uber and uh, Fresco said I was bugging. A white guy, a white guy gets in the car and autumn and first thing he th- uh, asks me is, do I watch basketball? Is that the same as a China man? Welcome to you. Dabbing, no, dapping? no. It's in the same. It's, it's in the same ballpark. Thank it's in, you. It's in the same ballpark, but it's, it's not the, the same quite ballpark. same thing. 
Because you do watch basketball. He didn't know that. But you do, though. But because I'm black here soon, let me talk basketball. You can, How did he not know I ain't with the soccer and the hockey? Same but you're time, not. Same he time, didn't no. know that. <laughs> like, the biggest thing I feel like I learned from being out there is that, like, you got to appreciate people's efforts for at least trying to make you comfortable. Right. You feel me? Right. Okay. Okay. Because, like, that's a, a lot gem. like that's a gem. for me in China, like I'm not I don't live in a major city, which is crazy. Like I live in a baby city in China. Our population is like close to nine million. So it's crazy to think that's a little a city. Baby city with you know wait, 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 you, people. You in a baby city with only yeah, nine million yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. The size of New York pretty much. Maybe that's a like little being bigger. from somewhere in Mississippi. Yeah. You're like, do we know on. how many people's in Trenton? Like seven thousand? <laughs> like yeah, like dude, we talking about a yeah, city. This city is seven it's miles crazy. wide, seven yeah. miles long. Okay, it's probably like it's that. probably it's seven thousand. My bad. It's probably like eighty. Some. It's, it's, it's who like knows? 100, but it ain't 100, no damn nine. Probably like a hundred. A hundred thousand. A hundred thousand. My bad. It. I mean to say seven, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's seven uh, miles uh, long. Seven miles wide. Seven long, miles wide. For sure. But it's like a hundred thousand people it's in the city, and it feels packed. But you come from a small city with nine million. It's crazy. But like my like. First couple of months, I just realized that like a lot of these people have never interacted with a person of color before. You feel me? So like I could make or break their stereotypes. how they perceive the stereotypes right. and how they perceive and just go going forward how they interact with black people just off of my brief interaction with yeah. them. I could be an asshole and be like, yo, fuck you, I'll bubble this and that, whatever. And that's what they're like, oh, all black, black people are racist. Right. You know what I'm saying? But me out there, I smile, I sign autographs, I well, take pictures would of it everybody. Be, would it be disrespectful if, if a Chinaman comes up to you and dab, would it, is that the equivalent of you going up to them and, and like bowing? I mean, I, I nod my head and I bow to a lot of people just out of respect. That's different. Yeah. You feel me? I think, I like, think we all learn or yeah. we are uh, knowledgeable enough that, that bowing means something to their culture. Yeah. But but Hi. they at the end of the day like they just they base it off of what they see on TV, which is which is yeah, weird yeah. because you would think that they would yeah. think negative of us and you would have to prove them wrong. Yeah, they like, welcomed you with open arms. They're shocked, they're open open arms, but they're shocked at me for like think like they don't know that there's hoods here. You feel me? Like they don't know that there's inner cities where like we struggle. Like they think like America is like El Dorado. Like every everything is I think, just lit. I, I think America has convinced everybody of that. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was telling them like Come I live, to I America. Live in Trenton, and like they're looking up Trenton. They're like, oh shit, like damn, Trenton's kind of rough. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, oh. So they have no concept of that. You feel me? So we might as well get into it. He be Straight over up. there grilling them Chinamen on the court too. I be watching his videos. Yeah, he posts some videos. They be over there tearing them little Chinamen up. Yeah. They be, <laughs> but they like they be coming at me though. So I gotta like, yeah, because like, I play in mall. Like they put on mall clinic. Keep it above hooping everywhere. Keep it above. Yo, this nigga seen me a beat. video. They had a basketball court in the mall, oh, yeah. dog. Like, like that shit bro, was crazy. Like, there's Keep like it twenty a- malls in my city. Though. Keep it above. Like that's mega malls. Well, malls like eight floors. Keep it above. Like you <laughs> only post the best videos. No, <laughs> every video. Every video. <laughs> <laughs> so you ain't dunk that nah. y'all mean China nah. man nah. with you. Nah. Uh, Yo, every video nah. I seen, I'm like, oh, he about to. Oh look, oh he done did it again. Nah. I ain't learned he by now. China oh, yo. walk away throwing their hands up like ah. I want to. I want to start from the beginning though, because this is the most important part: the leap of faith. Yeah. How how did you come up with the decision to just drop everything you were doing to move to a whole nother country? So I mentioned my boy um, Maurice Ager earlier. So Mo played in the league five years. He got drafted by the Mavs, and you know had a brief career. Had an awesome career, in Michigan. State. Michigan, right, right, Michigan, Michigan yep. State. He was all American in college. So he and I linked up a couple years ago at a charity game, and we just hit it off. Uh, he found that I rapped, and I found out that he was a Grammy-nominated producer. So we just linked up off of music on top of just the hooping. So we just kept in contact, kept in contact. So exactly on four twenty, 
2017. I'll never forget this it's day. A great day. I'm on my way to um Foe and Crutch Calhoun's album release party. Okay. They had a, you know, the Boys in the Hood album coming out. Um, so they had an album release party. I was on the phone with Mo that day. We just chopping it up, regular shit, and then hung up. He called me back like two minutes later. So I'm thinking, you know, it's a accident, butt dial or whatever. But something told me just pick up. Pick the phone up. He's like, yo, bro, what are you doing? Like, right now. I'm like, I ain't doing nothing. I'm about to go to this album release party. He's like, nah, I mean, what are you doing for work? I'm like, you know, I'm coaching basketball. I'm training my kids. And I'm working little jobs here and there. He's like, yo, how would you feel about going to China for a year? I'm like, nigga, what? Like, mm. talking about China. Like, right. <laughs> like you know yeah. what I mean? He's like, nah. He's like, man. He's like, yo, call this number right now. I already, like, spoke to them about you. They're waiting for you to call them. Call him right now. The dude that runs the program, he's a former general manager of the Denver Nuggets. Call him mm. right now. I'm like, you know what, man? All right, whatever. I didn't hesitate. I call Todd Ely, cool dude. He picks up. He's like, hey, Cyril, I've heard so much about you, blah, blah, this and that. Are you ready to go to China? Would you be interested in moving to China? I'm like, yeah, like, of course. He's like, okay, shoot me your resume. I'll look it over and I, you know, I'll get back to you in a couple of days. Boom, do that. Had a contract in two days. Mm. So I try to keep the hardest part was keeping, keeping it under it wraps. Quiet. Yeah. Keeping it quiet. I, I remember when brother. you told me. Yeah, I spoke to my brother. My brother was like, man, go. Hardest thing, because my mom was, you know, was dealing with the breast cancer and stuff like that. So I was like, man, like, it's like she had a couple treatments left. I called her. I was like, Mom, I might be going to China. She's like, Yeah, right, you just talking. I'm like, I'm serious. I got the contract here. She's like, You're going. No questions about it. Mm-hmm. As soon as I heard that word from her, like, I was like, you know what? I know you like I'm I've been taking you to um to chemo if you don't want me to go i'm staying she's like you're going you're not mm-hmm. staying here as soon as she gave me that you know like that that, that stamp, proof, of approval. You know, stamp of approval yeah excuse me um it was a go and i was like man like i've been here 28 years at the time like i've never really traveled outside of america other than going back home to you know the cameroon central africa like other than that i haven't really experienced the world i'm going somewhere where everything's gonna be taken care of the biggest thing is just me relying on myself. And it's like, man, if I don't make this move now, I know I'll regret it. What was the biggest, what's the biggest, what was the biggest adjustment? What was the first adjustment, but what was the biggest one? Um, the first one was definitely the language. Language, absolutely. Language, okay. Um, yeah. The food, second. Time difference. you know, we eat, time difference too. Yeah. Um, we eat, you know, Chinese food in the hood all the time. You right. know what I'm saying? But that's not Chinese food. I knew, it was, I don't not, eat, that's why I don't eat that you know shit. I mean? It's not Chinese yeah, food. Yeah. It's good. We grew up on it. It's Nope. Good, amazing. General Cho, sesame chicken, that's all gravy. But, Speak for yourself. But, you know, like you go to China. I had gotten sick the first couple of weeks and I lost like 15 pounds. So um, that was kind of hard. Like, Off of what? The food? or the food and just like throwing up and just not eating. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. Obviously being like getting like, acclimated to everything new. Right. And their liquor too. Like that put me down for a couple of days. Is so, the food healthier? The food is so lean. So the So the American diet is... True. Like you can go so many other places in the world and just eat a healthier fresh food. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, fresh. Hell yeah, I definitely fresh. believe that. I remember when we went yeah. to I forgot where it was. My probably was um because we went on a cruise a few months ago. I don't know if it was Mexico that we got off first or another one. But you know, they just was like, yo, we got this food or whatever, and the way they promoted it was it's kind of like Viagra. You understand? Mm-hmm, so it's yeah. like whatever, so like so it's like whatever that Americas eat, it kind of like messes up your t- testosterone oh, and yeah. blood flow a little yeah. bit. But the food everywhere else it's fresh. Yeah. keeps them strong. I remember yeah. when I went to um, I remember when I went to Germany a few years back, and when they was cooking, everything was plucked from the garden, dog. Like in their own God, backyard, yeah. like 
Everything was fresh, plucked yeah, from their own garden. Like they wasn't even spending money on fucking food. Yeah, food is a central. It's a central like element of Chinese culture. You know what I'm saying? Like you eat as a family, you eat as a group. You don't really eat like by yourself. Like eating time is important. Like everything stops. You know what I mean? Taxi drivers don't pick nobody up. Like oh, so there's a set. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh like, man, what's a set like time that they eat? Six, like between six oh, and eight. So that's really like, dinner time. Dinner time for real. Like. Mm. And the thing is too is that like obviously you know. Chinese women are very intrigued by, you know, black males. I, I think, say. I, no, course, even I think everyone is. You know what I mean, yeah, everyone that, is. Like because we're so rare, yeah, especially over there. there, right? So, like the one thing that kind of messed me up is that like you could be talking to like a girl or whatever, and like the first thing she'll ask you is, "Did you eat?" Like that's like saying hello. Dang. Like, did you eat? They like are so like even if they come to the crib or you meet them out, like they're big on like making sure you ate. But that's our that's our go to like over here, yeah. over here. That's that's what that's we want to hear yeah. over there. That's they it's high. Like, it's like the regular. So like, she got you from the yeah. door. Like Did you, you eat? can kick it with a girl, or whatever. Eat, huh? like, if you right. didn't yeah. eat, she's like, oh, let's make sure you eat. Like they care about your well being. And that's love like, for you. Yeah. I'm in love. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's just like, being a normal, she's regular normal woman. Things, but like they got to make sure you ate. Yeah. Like they're not gonna have you hungry in anywhere. Have you have you bumped into? Another American, you know how like um, what's yeah. that movie with Adam Sandler and Chris Rock? You know, um, it's it's two black guys in the movie, the whole movie. Oh, uh, 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 grown uh, ups, grown ups, grown ups. And like, these Adam, are my white, these people. are my white people. <laughs> Have you ran into that? Yo, these are my Chinamen. I'm the only black. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when I do about the own baby city when there's like people go back to your country. <laughs> so you know, me and Mo, obviously, we're the, you know we coach basketball together, and then we also do the music together. So we kind of stick out a little bit. There's, there's some other brothers that's there. I kind of felt a little. I wouldn't say resentment all the way, but like for those that have been there for a while, and then you come and like you're like the hot commodity. You still that love. You still they love. Still their thunder, and like yeah. you're lit. Like I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but like I feel like I'm a solid individual. Mm-hmm. So like that makes people, other people, uncomfortable. Especially in a realm where they've been the dominant, like, foreigner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you come and it's like, you know, like, I I, I dress a, a certain way. You know, like, I, my footwear is always on point. Like, I talk a, a different way. So it's like, you kind of feel a little, you know, like. Your, your shine outshines his. Yeah. That's and I don't hate on nobody. I never yeah. have. Yeah. Well, but, that's 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 nothing to do with you. you that's all saying? about how comfortable somebody, that yeah, person is. Somebody else's insecurities for sure. But yeah, it's, like, it's crazy to like out of that. There's so many people out there, but you still find time to like just hate on me, right? You know what I mean? Like I, that, coming over here thinking yeah. he the shit. I'm the shit over here. I know that there's people it's crazy right now who want to quit their job and just take a leap of faith. Right now, if you got the opportunity to do it, man, do it. But I feel like traveling for sure is just the the greatest like tool. You don't get no thrill like that, man. man. It's so much you can get out of that, man. Like like I said earlier, we was having you know a side conversation, like just being away from all like the poison. I feel like we put in our in our systems every single day, whether it's music, you know, the news, what we entertain ourselves with, like regular everyday conversation that really means nothing. Mm. Like it's pointless conversations. Like I feel like the the like the relationships that I kept while I was gone are all genuine. Like like Jarrell, you know, my bad flaw. <laughs> Fresco, like I don't speak to y'all every day, but when we talk, it's always from a point of like growth. Yeah, right. You know what I'm right. saying like I don't I don't need to check in on y'all every single week to know that y'all doing y'all thing or mm. vice versa. Facts. Got a question? 
I mean, any of them beat you yet? In basketball? One on one. You see his face? <laughs> yeah, hell no. Hell no. You better not lose in them little nah. China memory. Nah, yeah, but you got to nah. know somebody's coming. Like, it's yo, like, I, I mean, yo, they, I've they literally try. never seen, I, yo, maybe you can clear this up, but I've never seen a nice. Chinaman, like I've never seen you just hand a Chinese dude the ball, and be like yo, get buckets, and he just go ham. Like, I haven't seen it. There's some nice hoopers out there. Yeah, I ain't gonna stop. There's some nice hoopers out there, but the culture of it is so behind. Ah, uh, they just in the, like they don't understand. Like even my kids, because my kids come once once a week, mm-hmm. and they be like, you know, why 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 am I not getting better? Like, dog, are you working on your game at home? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you remember growing up? Like we I don't know, flaw hooped really, but. Let's go. Like we, we was at the park we all the time. Had, even but besides being at the park, we all brought our ball to the park. Yep. I was dribbling, doing a million crossovers on my way to the park. Yeah. On my way home, on my way to school, dribbling on the bus, dribbling in class. Like, there's no question why my handle is how it is. I like, used to wear ankle weights. You know what I mean? For no reason. For no reason. I used to have them shits on all the time. I'm sleeping. Just, they don't understand that all the time. Grind. If yeah. you want to be great at something, yo, like like we spoke on on an earlier podcast, we was talking about rapping. And like how like you know we had a book of rhymes. You was writing rhymes like mm-hmm. you was sharpening your your, your just your knife with yeah. the homies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean, battling just you know, what you think of this, what you think of that. Calling homies on the phone like yo, I just wrote some crazy shit. Yeah, like, facts. <laughs> Falling in love with facts. your own notes yeah, like yeah. man, did you wait till you hear like, this? Like, yeah. There's none of that no more, and there's no like honest like critique. Like there's nobody to really push them. So like our job, like I understood it early on, like kind of frustrated me just because like I was so used to kids like going to get it. That got talent, like they know they good, they know what they gotta do to get to where they wanna get. Over there, like it's such like a a they're so polite as people. So like people don't wanna stand out. Mm-hmm. And people don't wanna make mistakes. They don't so they don't have one. a certain sense of aggression. No. Yeah. None of it. Yeah. I've never seen a culture where like you be hooping. Are they free though? Like are they able like are are they allowed to have emotions and um the ones that really have emotions that I've seen are the ones that like get out of China, that travel a little bit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Other countries in Asia and also like Europe and, and America, obviously, they're the ones who are a little more expressive. Um, there's a hierarchy. So meaning like the person at the top, like whatever, like I'm I'm the head coach. So pretty much whatever I say goes. Mm-hmm. Like my coaches, my Chinese coaches can't say nothing to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like I try to create an atmosphere where like if they have questions or want to add on to like the lesson plans that I put together, feel free to tell them. How do you, you know teach I try them? To empower them. How do you teach them, bro? So pretty much what what happens is that um I draw up a lesson plan every week. So we have class Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's my, those are my working days. Mm-hmm. So um every Wednesday we have a coaches meeting, and I show the coaches the lesson plans and what I want them to do. And the Chinese coaches are the ones who in turn teach the kids. Okay. Oh, we okay. also have a okay. translator, my man Ben. He's a Chinese kid who speaks good enough English. So he's like the liaison between me and the Chinese coaches. Okay. Okay. And Mo is, you know, like under me too, but he has his own station. So like kids who are a little better and more talented, they go train with Mo for that day. Shout out to Sarah, man. He gave me, he let me just use the Chinese portable charger. I don't know what this shit say on it, but it worked like a mug. Look, you see this shit? This shit crazy. What that shit say, bro? I can't read that shit. (laughs) Hey, good looking. We're a little late with the platform, but we still got one. We still got a platform. And with that being said, man, I hope I pronounce this guy's name right, man. I'm bad with names. Who I'm going to clap for? I'm going to clap for Freddie Sherrill. 
Let me read that. Let me read that. Let me read that. I don't trust him. For real. Oh, Cheryl. Freddie Cheryl. Freddie Cheryl. Sounds better than Cheryl. But it's the last name, though. Anyways, this North Carolina man, he overcame homelessness and drug addiction to graduate at the age of 65. Get that man another round of applause. Wait a minute. Let me find my clap. Let me find my clap. Get that man another round of applause. So a little bit of his story. Uh, Let me see where we start. Um, Man, so half of his life he was unable to read and he dropped out of school at eight years old. How do you drop out of school at eight years old? That's crazy. Where he from? uh, uh, North Carolina. Damn, must, he must have had nobody around. He graduated at the age of sixty-five at the graduate at the dropping out at the age of eight. Damn. At the years the of dealing after dealing with um, at the years of dealing with being in the system, homelessness, being homeless, drug and alcohol abuse, and even attempted even attempting to take his own life, it turned around for uh, Freddie. Can't say his last name. Turned around for Freddie when a pastor took a chance on him and hired him as a groundskeeper at church. The opportunity inspired Freddie to learn how to read and provide a better life for his wife and kids. Uh, decades later, he earned a bachelor degree at Charlotte's Queens University. And um, and on the road, the road wasn't easy either. You know, he didn't give up. It took six tries to get his uh, GED and 13 years um, in associates. So he was he was homeless and married with kids. Hey man, shout uh, to that man. When man. I said, when they said he was married, I'm like, well, who will marry him? But <laughs> that's, at the time, that's, that's a thought that jumped through my head. I'm trying to figure out at which point after the job did he. Don't matter. So we're going to clap for Freddie, man. Don't matter. Clap for Freddie. Because you know what? I ain't got to tear that man's story down. It's shit. not over. It's never over, man. Shout out to that pastor, though, man, for real. Yeah, for real, man. Oh, all you man. need is one shot. Some, oh, all, sometimes all you need people man. is one opportunity, man. You see that. Shout out to Freddie for Shop season at like eight years man. old, though. Yeah, like that's crazy. That sucks because that just yeah. shows you that there was nobody around to say, "Hey, right, Freddie, bro. you can't do that." No, that's not yeah, the thing to do. do it. Right, let him do it, and you know, go through the drugs and alcohol. You know, the pastor took him, man. Um, not not every a rose grows from the concrete, but not all of them. You know, it's always that one. You know, he was that one. What the fuck was I doing at eight? Going I was to in school. school. Yeah. I was in school. I was in school. Yeah. I don't remember nothing. I don't think I, I, school. I, I don't think I disliked school at eight at the time. Right. I don't think that I was there. And if I do, I don't dislike it. I, I I liked it more than I enjoy going to work now. Shit. So it's a little something. I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier, but I wanted to touch on uh, Father's Day a bit um, for the fathers and even for the uncles because yeah, man. there's something about being an uncle as well. Yeah, right. It is. Yeah. It, like being a dad is different, but I, I understand. Like I said, I haven't had the opportunity it's to cool actually to, be an uncle. It's cooler yet. to be an uncle because you 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 get to have all the fun, but you and don't have to do back. none of the and discipline. Send them back to the kids. Yeah. You don't have to send provide to the discipline. Like when the dad, when dad and mom start wilding, and it's like, yo, my dad <laughs> get on my nerves, man. You like, yo, nephew, chill, man. Let's let's go play some ball, or let's take a ride, or let's play the game. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's a lot more relaxed being an uncle. That initial pressure, but even times where I might have a conversation with my niece and nephew in regards to something that's going on with the family, like I always tell them, like I'll tell uh, Jabri sometimes, like, listen, if you ever get into trouble, you can call me. But depending on what that trouble is, I have an obligation to your dad to tell him or not. You know what I'm saying? Depending on how serious the scale is. If it's something that I feel as though he needs to know, sorry, nephew, I love you, but your dad, I, I have to tell this. That's his brother, and as your uncle, I, I have a duty to him to inform him of any type of serious natures or harm or anything like that could that could come to that could come to you. But at the same time, if 
if it's a situation that's manageable and I can take care of it without you getting in trouble and your dad finding out, I'll attempt that. But at the end of the day, if, if he needs to be told, he needs to be told. Just to keep it a book, you would, as a father, you would hate for it to come that way because no matter how strict you are on your kids, you want them to come to you regardless of how you react to it. Right. Still, yeah. come to me. We'll fix it. I might curse you out while we're fixing it because, you know, I try to help you prevent making these steps. But it's just the flaws of being a dad. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about um, the impact of children in your life. You know, how how they make you feel. Like, how did they change? Did you change? Are you the same old G just with a bigger heart? You, I, well, as a, as a dad or an uncle? Well, as a dad, but I'm pretty sure as an uncle, you might have, like, I've heard Jay's, like, Jay-Z used to treat his nephews yeah, like they like were his, his kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jay-Z's nephews might have made Jay-Z stop selling drugs because yeah. he has that much love for him. Right. So yeah. you can actually still have that vibe. I'm not saying that Cyril does. If he does, he can speak on it. If not, it's cool. But for uncles out there who actually, you know, they take on that role as kind of like the older brother, best friend type of vibe. Mm-hmm. And then you also have well, a dad. Well, I always felt like with my nephew, your oldest son, I, just, I didn't, I was 15 when he was born. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, shit, I got a nephew. I wasn't thinking about teaching him nothing. I just wanted to play with him and hang out and shit. Exactly. You know As a dad, you like, man, I'm going to make sure you good. Uncle's right. just like, nah, we just going. But then when my when my son was born, it was a completely different thing. Like, I'm older. I know a lot more about life and, you know what I'm saying, shit. So even now, sometimes I have to slow myself down from what I think that I want to teach my son. I'm thinking about life lessons and mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do this or don't hang with these kind of, don't be that kind of person. But then I got a real back, like, hey, bro, like, let's get your colors in order first. You know what I'm saying? Let me teach you your colors first. Let's get these ABCs right. We teach you how you tie your shoes or even use the potty. Like, I just want to appreciate the steps as they come. I don't want to jump so far down the road into thinking and I look up and then 15 years then flew by and we talking about, you know what I'm saying? How you supposed to behave in school and not talking about the teachers and stuff like that. So I'm going to appreciate the fuck out of this early stage now because I know like even just looking at to how he's grown from an infant to a toddler, he's a completely different person, which mm. would require a different form of parenting for me. So I have to you know what I'm saying? Be on top of more stuff. Now, he done figured out how to slide up a chair next to his playpen to climb up on a chair and crawl inside the, and climb inside the damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got I to gotta pay attention OD now. Like, I, it's not a moment I can really take my eyes off him. So, uh, it's stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It just makes you... I, being a parent has made me more aware, even of the world and, and different things. Uh, they going to take your ass around that corner? What? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Get your ass over here. But dad, it's just, I don't give a fuck who it just is. <laughs> Get your right. See, that's that's where you know I'm saying? at. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's where I'm at. You're right. not there yet. Right. So when my daughter wants to have sleepovers, it's like, I don't know about that because of everybody else. Like, my job is to protect. girl, too. Right. Like, well, and my, and my job is to understand that this is what girls do. You know how many times, you know, uh, Erica, somebody say to me, well, I have sleepovers all the time. I gotta, I, I gotta take, dad. I gotta take what you went through into consideration. Not what you went through, but what you did when you were younger, and what I am experiencing. Like I don't know. Like my daughter right now has, you know, her hair done, nails done. She wants eyebrows done. She wears makeup. I didn't know when it started. 
Like, when do you let your daughter do these things? Now, maybe... 25. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <Y'all> <laughs> I agree with you. Shit. I agree with you. But at the same time, I had to start giving a little. So it's like, yeah. it's weird because I have a... My, like I say, by the time this episode dropped, my son would be four. My daughter would be uh, 15. So I have a four-year-old son, 15-year-old daughter, 16 going on 17-year-old son. I'm all over the place, huh? Yeah, yeah that's a lot of range I'm of emotions. Right. It's, it's different for a y'all. A lot though. of emotion. It's different for y'all because, like, for me, I never had, I never had no little brother. You know what I'm saying? And on oh, top of that, too, like, yeah. I got a lot of uncles, but I, all in Africa or Europe, so I never grew up with any of my uncles. Mm-hmm. So, like, when the chance came for me to like become an uncle at 22, and then again at you know 25 and stuff, like, it's, it's like being a parent. You know what I'm saying? In right. preparation. That's um, exactly why I asked. My I, brother I'm real tough on them boys. Part. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And with reason, because you know, obviously, you know, we're raising we're raising young black men in yeah. a very hostile climate. So we can't like forget that. Like like, you know, Fresco said earlier, you want your son to experience and, you know, play and obviously like they're gonna they're gonna go through different phases as they grow from infancy to toddler to, you know, being a young child to a young teenager. You know what I'm saying? It's different phases that they gotta go through. But you still want to have that structure and also break the mold and the stigma of what it is that's attributed to being a black father. Because, mm, you know, all of us, I'm sure there's different times where, at least for me, you know, where that presence wasn't there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially at critical moments for myself. You know what I mean? I'm just now, like, getting to a point where, like, I'm establishing a an adult relationship with my dad. My dad actually just came to visit me in China for three weeks oh, last that's month. Which was, you know, it was cool. It was a cool experience for him to to see the world. But it was also our first time like me being it. a real adult, right? And us like spending that much time together. Usually if you don't mind, like two days, three where days he's together. from? My family's from Cameroon, Central Africa. Okay, okay. But you I know, was thinking, but he he's not in America. My dad lives in Seattle. So does it did it feel some type of way that he can't that we can't see each other in the states, but we can? I mean, it, I'm 29 now, so it's like. That time that passed because my parents got divorced. I was young, and then yeah. you know it was a long time. My dad wasn't really around. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of like feelings that you have built up. But I've seen a lot of my homies who lost their fathers and didn't have good relationships with them and wanted to have that. So for me, it was like you know what, my dad's still living. You know, regardless, we're not in a great space. But if the chance comes, you know what I mean, I'm not going to turn it down because right. at the end of the day, there's other people who never. Who go through a whole life not having any type of relationship with their father mm-hmm, or not mm-hmm. even knowing who their dad is. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, all that stuff that I went through, it didn't break me in any way. It may have, you know, delayed my progression, but it right. never stopped my blessings. I feel like I got the biggest blessing in my life by being able to go to China and being able to host my dad. Facts. You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And not have to ask him for anything. Like I don't have to, I don't need him for anything. Right. You know what I mean? So with that being said, like I look at my nephews like, you know, it's preparing me to to have kids, you know, one day and also see what kind of father I want to be. Because I know for a long time, you know, when I needed one, I didn't have that luxury of having it. And it's crazy how like there's a stigma that like even between African men and African-American men. But a lot of us go through the same cycles and to even like link those chains, we just have to come to a table and have honest dialogue. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause growing up in, in an African household, you're always taught, Oh, don't be like the black Americans. Don't be like them. Don't be like them. But then a lot of our fathers repeat the same right. shit mm-hmm. that you see the homies go through. Right. You know what I mean? Like my parents don't feel comfortable in hood or urban settings. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm good in any hood. Like I feel like that way. 
but my mom and them, like my mom passed through the section. She's like, oh my God, it's like, you know, this is, this is horrible. Like, home you know, to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But hey, like, you realize it, you know, like you, you kind of yeah, get man. immune to certain things. And I'm kind of in the middle because I grew up in certain environments, but I also have an African household. So when I leave from school or leave from being with y'all, the homies, I go home and I like in my it's a whole other like, culture. It's a whole nother culture. And they're like, oh, you know, you have tattoos or you're just like your black friends. Oh, you, you know, you play basketball, you know, you didn't finish college. Like they, they label me as like a black American. not realizing that, yo, I get embraced more from the homies than I do from my own no, family. And yeah, you basically well, going to take right. that, like the things that you went through and yeah. you're going to show that love through your nephews. Like, of course. I know what not to yeah. do because of what's going on. Yeah. And then when you, you know, it's time for you to have your children, like, yeah. like, 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 you're not going to, I guess, chastise them, mm-hmm. like, because you get it from chastise. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. I said it, right? <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> just, just for me with my son, even my daughter, because 15 is, is, is kind of like 17 in boy ages. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my, so my daughter being 15, 15 like and my son being 17. Yeah. So it's like, am I doing a, Good enough job getting you ready for adulthood. Because mm-hmm. this guy, like, he's got to learn how to drive. He's got to learn how to. We went looking for a job, right? And I don't know if I did this right or not, but I went in there. I said, "Y'all hiring?" Because my son needed a job. I didn't want him to go in there because I don't. I didn't know if he knew how to. You didn't trust address it. His yeah, present instincts. himself. Yeah, but you okay. might, but but you know yeah. your kid. Yeah. So I'm like, if I send you into this spot, I know you won't really nail it. But I'm going to go in there and I don't I don't know if that was the right thing to do. I might have I might have stepped on some toes. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm trying to get you to trying to get you to get a job. Uh, I'm trying to get you to learn how to have a savings. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to learn. We got to teach you how to drive. It's just you got to prepare them now because now you're preparing them for the world. Like you got, you know, like like a little one, a one year old uh, going on too soon. I'm preparing Little adults for the world, and that's so spooky. It's like you gotta leave yeah. my side eventually. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, like you gotta be able to stand and tall. And honestly, we're behind, bro. Like, all, the all the way, all the way. We be generations thinking, behind. Yeah. I be thinking like sometimes, like growing up, like yo, how do my parents do this? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like with no money. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like, honestly, I'm about to be thirty next year. I'm scared. Like I don't, I don't know if I can, if I can have a child anytime soon. Dog. You know, I used to tell myself I wanted a child before thirty. You know, it's crazy. I remember thinking before I had kids, like, damn, I'm not going to have any idea of what the fuck being a dad is growing up without one. Mm-hmm. And then and then going into uh, being a dad, it's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I have no idea if I'm going to be a quote unquote good, good dad. dad. Yeah. But once the kid is born. If you're on your job. The way you should be as a dad, it's like breathing, yo. To be honest with you, there's a preparation for being a dad. It's right. not. It's no preparation. It's nothing that you're gonna go through in yeah. life that's gonna that you're gonna wake up and say, okay, yeah. I'm ready to be a dad now. So, so you read a million that, books and like, so you, you know can throw saying? that narrative out the window. Nobody taught me how to. Right. Yeah. It right. shouldn't be like that. It's Nobody had you, you just like anything. Just like anything else, you learn it. You got to learn how to drive. You got to learn how to read. You got to learn how to write. You got to learn how to walk. You literally have to go through these basic functions. So when you when you're learning your kid, that's becoming a, a dad. Knowing your kid is the best way to be the best it's, parent. It's definitely a cultural aspect though because obviously I live in China like 
in a society where none of my colleagues or friends out there have siblings. You feel me? Like, is it like limited there? Like, they to had how a many law kids? For like yeah. 50, 60 years, they had a one child policy. Wow. Mm. They just lifted it recently where you can have two. Oh, wow. You know so many. So like, most of the people I work uh, but with. But is, is that for population reasons? That and yeah, population population control for sure. Right. You know, from what I what I've learned and gathered. But um, so like it's weird for them to like hear like stories of like siblings, cousins, because they don't have any. Most of those like my colleagues, my coworkers and stuff, they're the only kid in their family. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So they're getting so all the love people. from grandparents. They're getting all the love from their parents. So if it's so limited into the amount yeah. of children that can be had, why is there so many fucking people? The population just grew rapidly at an, at an alarming rate. And so the government tried to like, because in the cities, mostly you have like one child families, but like in the villages and stuff, then, you know, it's free. Uh, they kind of do that uh, over okay. here. Because if you um, go through your um, your health insurance, you can get the snippet. Okay. I mean, you, you like you can go get snipped. And you know, so this population control just done differently. Yeah, but that's but that's that's the choice of the individual. Yeah, that's not the government. government. That's not that's it's, not forty five yeah. coming here and say, hey, this house yeah. is only well, out. I, I was one just kid. about to say because I was just about to say because this penalties. is this is America, yeah. quote unquote, land of the free, home but of the brave. Home, I was Man. home of the brave. <laughs> but what I'm saying to you is, even though they're not telling you to do it. If you know that your insurance is going to cover a snip snip, it puts the thorn mm, in your head. Okay. I feel what you're you know saying. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they can't tell you to do it like yeah. China, but they put it out there. This is really yeah. what we want you to do. Because for some reason, everything else calls bread except for the yeah. snip snip. Yeah. Like, they don't, like, even like when I tell some people like, oh, you know, like they ask about like when my dad came to visit, like, oh, why didn't your mom come? I'm like, yeah, my parents like are not married. Oh, so, right. So they like, uh, they don't understand understand. They don't understand the single uh like, single parent yeah. household, yeah. Because like my dad, family. my dad came and you know he brought his he bought a new camera, so he's taking pictures up and right. He's like, oh, it's my son. He's so proud of me now. But like for years, like when I was struggling and you know not doing what he felt like a, a typical good African son should be doing in his eyes, he wasn't getting that love. I wasn't getting that love. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And now he comes to China, he sees his son like is adored by everybody. Like every two seconds, oh, can you take a picture of me, and my son? So for me, it was kind of hard to like accept that. Accept that it's kind of phony. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt phony. like it was phony. Yeah. It could be coming from Hell a genuine yeah. place. I, I can't was just judge thinking it. that because yeah. that's though, what I would have taken that because you know I mean? even though he wasn't there or yeah. there enough, yeah, I, he's still proud of you. And it's kind of like I had to I had to accept it at some yeah, point. You do, you know right? And, and, but it's like, but it's a it's a barrier though because yeah. as an individual, like it's this, especially for for someone like me, especially, yeah. I can't flip that switch like that. Like if if you don't show that for a certain amount of time, and then once the everything way. seems to be all good in my life, yeah. you go, "I'm so proud of you," I'm and I'm raising way. my eyebrow. You I'm know? the same I way. I get but it, but I got over because it's still like seven thousand miles away. It's like you know a, what I mean? yeah. it's like yeah. even with your plane. It's like even with your mom, yeah. right? When she said, when you told her about China, and she said, "Go ahead and do it," mm-hmm. I knew that regardless of what she was going through, that was a proud. Mm-hmm. Mom, yeah, yeah. My mom is so the happiest. Like, even when Pop's not around, seeing you flourish is a proud parent moment. It is. So yeah, that's, that's how I took it. it. I, I I get it that is. as well, yeah. but it's we all tough. we all know once once mom gives you that stamp of approval, nothing else matters. It, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> fuck with dad talking right. about. His opinion didn't matter, but he's still, I'm proud of you, son. Yeah. Why did you wait till I begin? Why did you wait till yeah. I become a millionaire to but, tell me that? Which but, is true. But at the same time, had. Had pops been what mom was, then his his word would hold a little more weight. A little more weight. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you can't definitely. you can't swoop out of left yeah. field and it's and, just and, like you know what I'm saying. Because for me, it was like 
honestly, for the better part of my life, he hasn't been in the picture for real. Right. So it's like, dude, how do I erase all that pain that right. you felt for that long and pack it in the three weeks of us, like you being proud and build on and that like, happiness? You know what I mean? yeah. He just got, he has to, because it's not a, con- we didn't have a conversation like, yo, son, I understand. Like, that's all I asked for. Oh, uh, like, see, you, that like, transitional real, conversation. You know I mean? like, yeah. Real, like, yeah. That's all I asked. So it's like, okay, you say you're proud of me. And like in an African household, okay, you're proud of me. Everything that I feel should just go out the window just because you said those words. Whereas like I don't have the open dialogue with you to be like, yo, like you wasn't around for this period of time. Like you don't understand. I went through a lot of shit that you have no idea. I have a question. And it's saying, I don't think you, you probably haven't been asked this question. This is my journalism kicking in. Is your American ways conflicting with your African family? Whereas... Huh? Every day. Whereas pops might not know how to show affection. He just know rules. And you want that American love that you that you think like because because I mean, if this is, is it, African, right? Is it really American love though? Because like I'm an African, I'm a true African American in the sense of the word, the definition of the right. Word. Well, I'm the a reason, true African American. Yeah, we, me and Fresco share a similar like paternal story, like. I, I know who my dad is. You know what I'm saying? I know, I'm sure he probably does too, but my dad wasn't there. Right. You know what I mean? So there's no difference between me being an African child and Fresco being an African American. We have the same emotional. Well, what I meant was in an mm-hmm. African household, it's, it's rules. Yeah. And dad, generally, dad might not say too much more, but yeah. follow his rules. The other, the other way is, is the American way where you actually get to see. But see, Genuine a, family, but if but, you, but a lot of us don't don't see genuine family. We grew up in America, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's what I'm saying. Like in that point, so and, it's like I feel like it's more like a cult, like a it's maybe a I can't really say it's racial because I was going to say cultural. Dads leave everywhere. Yeah, it, it's I was more cultural. Say it's cultural because even even you know I mean? if even if I'm a, a father, 100 percent from Africa, right, and I moved to America to provide my children a quote unquote better life, and I have children are born and raised here as that father, you kind of have to give some lead way into yeah, how they're, you got to take, you gotta yep. take some consideration yep. into the environment and the world that your kids are now growing up in. It's not how you were back in Africa. Now you can still instill some of those same qualities and morals that you grew up off on. But at the same time, as that parent raising your kids in a completely brand new, different environment, you're going to have to take different things into consideration. To answer your question, Flo, um, I was always conflicted just because, like, Fresco knows this. Like, I've always been a highly intelligent kid. You know what I mean? Like in high school, like, there's potential for me to like go to Ivy League schools and stuff like that. Like, I had amazing SATs, amazing HESPA scores, amazing test scores. Period. But um, I was always that kid that all the other African parents compared their child to. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And I didn't finish college. That was an issue. Like, I got tattoos. I got earrings. I, you know, I, I rap. Like, I did everything that they kind of frowned upon being black American They should have raised you in Africa. You feel me? So, it was always threats of, like, Fresco just said, like, oh, you know, you sent him back to Africa to go to school to be, you know, to be reshaped, to be this, to be that. And I feel personally, like, out of all the kids that grew up in similar environments in our community, because we have a little Cameroonian community here in Jersey, New York, Maryland, I feel like, honestly, I've come out maybe the most unscathed because I stayed true to myself. I didn't feel the need to fake the front with family and my my people because that's what a lot of my cousins 
and, you know, friends of the family have done because they're not comfortable being themselves in front of our family because of the repercussions and what they assume the drawback will be on. It. I guess mm-hmm. I guess where I was going was it's kind of like you said earlier. It's yeah. the American ways, the African-Americans yeah. Yeah. against everybody else. Against everybody so if you're else. African or if you're Chinaman, yeah. whatever, the yeah. culture is stay away from American right, because people. If, if you look no, at it, Af- stay away from African-American yeah. Af- people. Because I'm, African-American people don't have a quote-unquote place to call home. We don't have a culture. You know what I'm saying? That Any, any yeah. other race or nationality yeah. that comes to America has an ethnical backing to their country where they're and where they derive from that's not on accident at all no not at all at all not at all There's- because like you know earlier like i said like people see movies they see music like for example some famous chinese rapper um a couple months ago like those that, sound, that, that was a out. funny ass sentence um, what he blamed his <laughs> chinese rapper <laughs> that's funny he as blamed um Black American culture on like the negative stigma on hip hop in China because China's trying to ban hip hop. I think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said like it's what he hears in our music. Bro, we started it. You know, but (laughs) what do you mean? Like the the baggy clothes, the cursing, the just what like the bitches and like that's what they assume that like all hip hop is and that's Mm -hmm. all black culture just because Mm -hmm. of what they hear. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, every single day of my life in China and America, I'm a walking like oxymoron in a way. And I break a lot of stereotypes and contradictions because I went to good schools. I was always in honors and AP classes. It used to bother me all the time. Like I said earlier, like, you know, when teachers would be like, oh, you speak so well. Like, it's not it's not a, a birth given right for me to speak this way. Right. You know what I'm right. Both my right. parents got PhDs. Like, how else am I supposed to speak? I was raised. I was educated early on. Like, I have a thirst of learning, a thirst of reading, of, of having knowledge, of gaining knowledge, which is you guys both share. You know what I mean? But because we look a certain way, people automatically assume certain things. To piggyback off that. You know what I mean? You got a big ass beard. Like, they're automatically frightened. To, to piggyback off that, I kind of feel, and it's just me, because I'm always reaching. Yeah. I think I reach, but I be having my A little points. bit. If you was playing a little D, bit. you get crossed over. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I used to hate, it just don't happen no more. I don't know why, but I used to hate when I'd be out with my son and white people. We'll give you congratulations. Oh my God. They, be, they just light up because they just, what you're not used to me? What you're not used to a black man being with a kid? It was just like you're telling it eyes, and it was like the most mm-hmm. beautiful. It's like they weren't prepared for that. Wow, I've never seen this before. That's how I took it. Did they say that? No. But it's just like, what are you smiling from ear to ear for? Because you see me with my son. I'm just, Subconsciously, we're taught certain things. Yeah, I'm just you know doing. I mean? I'm like I'm, I'm being a, me and my son are coming from a store. No big okay. deal. <laughs> like we're taught subconsciously. Like if you watch something ten times, like the eleventh time, it's going to become a natural instinct, and it's going to be ingrained in your, in your mind already. So for the most part, like most people see the news, they hear stories of all these rappers, all these famous athletes, like most of them don't have a father. Like take LeBron, for example, you know, his biggest thing in life is he never knew who his father was. And that's why he goes out above and beyond to make sure that his boys and those around him feel his presence. Like a lot of us have a similar, you know, story that we could draw back on. You know what I'm saying? And we don't really see great examples, even though like, I mean, it's sad to say now, but early on, a lot of us watched Cosby show. And that's why Cosby was such a hit, because it showed a black father in the house who was successful with a successful mother. And the kids, they lived in Brooklyn, but they were well-educated. They they expected to go to college. They expected to be upstanding citizens, which is something that you didn't really see in that culture at the time. You know what I mean? Good times, like James was leaving the house every other freaking episode, damn near. Mm, Mad as hell. You know what I mean? Mad as hell. So, you know, things that you're taught, like, I can't fault a white person for... The stereotypes all the time because that's 
We that's stereotype each other. We stereotype yeah, I mean, each other. I mean, we stereotype each other greatly, the only but that's thing, what they're fed all the time. The only thing with... But we get fed stereotypes, yeah. too. I just, I, believe, I just believe the way that you go about... Like, you, it's okay to have stereotypes because it's it's impossible to get away from them. Yeah. But it's all about if you're actually going to act or say or say some shit, you know what I'm saying, on to that person for that stereotype that you might have learned about that particular group of people. Yeah. It's because... Just because your um this this stereotype or this way of thinking is embedded to your brain doesn't give you the right if a white motherfucker just walked up to you be like yo black people beards look like that and just like <laughs> stroke your, your fucking shit. face like yeah. you won't get fucked up yeah. like and that's your fault because you should know better don't touch my beard honestly though we don't I've been gone only a year but like I'm so much different than last year obviously but we we're so PC here we're so politically correct Shit. in America and we kind of have a fear of being truthful with each other mm-hmm. because of what the other person might think that's because well, it dep- well they don't I, have I that issue that. in Africa Europe because people Asia. here can't take constructive if criticism big, like if a woman's getting big putting on weight like my mom every time she goes back home my aunts and them be like oh you're getting big mm-hmm. you can't say that shit here yeah, you, really mm-hmm. can't say you know weird. what I mean you fat shaming if you do that in America you feel what I'm saying? That's true. America is like very we, sensitive. We play monkey in the middle, of my, like the kids. Like we have a defender in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Two mm-hmm. people on the outside, like passing the ball to each other. They be like, oh, they be pointing at me like, oh, see, monkey, you monkey. Like I could be American, like oh, that's racist. But like, yo, I gotta. Expe- I mean, like, yeah, I gotta expect that. Mm-hmm. I'm, every every day I leave, like my house, I already know I'm gonna be pointed at. And Chinese people, they don't hide like their. They don't fascination. Yeah. No. I felt like that you when I went to, to Germany. Wall, you walking down the street, you know, when pulling you... out their phones yeah. and like just snapping pictures of you mm. in my city. And it's like, at you. You they don't turn kids, away like, or nothing. Chinese, like tapping their parents, like, yo, look, 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 look. So for me now, I understand that I have a greater responsibility because most of my homies, my peers, my friends would never get the chance to go to China. Mm hmm. So for me, I'm a global ambassador now, which is something that like when I was leaving, I didn't really realize how much power I actually yield. Like every day, every single interaction that I have, like I said earlier, like it could break somebody's opinion Mm -hmm. or assumptions or reshape their mind altogether. Even on the other side of it, like global ambassador for being the the black guy in China that can inform China, China men on, you know, the uh the every every black guy that you see isn't the stereotype that you've been taught. And yeah. same way otherwise, if, if if I'm if I hear something about in China that I'm confused about, I can hit somebody up yeah. that I know that yeah. lives there prior to him. I didn't yeah. know anybody that lived in China. Like, China is the, it's so it's like we assume like okay, America obviously is the great superpower of the world and everything. We're so advanced. Mm-hmm. And do so much import and exporting from China. Here that we don't like we're so advanced in China. It's not even funny. They don't even realize it. I like wow. how you say we. You we. Know, like, I mean, hey, man, I'm Chinese yeah. now, man. You know? <laughs> I, I got one more question. Chinese. I got one more question and we can move on to the next uh, segment. Do you see yourself coaching the uh, Olympic? The China Olympic, Olympic team? team? Be in the United States of America because you know. I got I got to give you an answer in a, a year or two because okay, a okay. lot a lot could change between now and then in terms of like music and just other ventures. Out okay, there. right. Um, Which one are you banking on the most to to take right, you where you want to go? Right now, you know, basketball is, is what got me over there. It's what pays my bills for the most part. You got some yen on you? 
I actually took them right out of my wallet. Yeah, I want to see that shit. I'll bring you some. I want to see that. That'd be fire, though. Me watching the Olympics (laughs) and the gold medal game, and I see Coach. Ah, I I might have to go against the United States on that one. I've seen so much of the world. Like, I honestly urge, I urge both of you guys. You guys have an open invitation to come visit if you guys have the time. Bring us. Know that. I definitely want to go to China. My little sister want to go to China so bad. Honestly, like, like I was I was in Shanghai a couple weeks ago, and Shanghai is the most populated city in the world. 26 million people in Shanghai. City. City. And it's like, Shanghai is like a wave of the future. Honestly, like you see where everything is going. Mm, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, like, it's weird for me to carry cash on me. Like, I'm all, it feels awkward having cash or even my card on me right now in America. What do they use in Shanghai? We, like, we, WeChat Pay or Alipay. Everything's linked to your bank account. Oh, so I don't, I, ever have to take, yeah. I don't ever have to bring my wallet out. Like, I go on my WeChat. I could, I could buy anything on WeChat. WeChat is the Greatest app ever invented, ever. Wow. WeChat is like social media slash like eBay slash Amazon. He's showing me the app, that. but I don't know what I'm looking at because it's all in Chinese. Uh, but it looks fire though. Let me see. So it's linked to my like. So if somebody wants to send me money, I just pull out my card. They just scan me and send me my money. Like wow, that's fire. You know what's I crazy? I could buy train tickets, airplane tickets. I could do anything. When I went, when I was in Germany, we went to the club. We paid on the way out. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Like, as the night was over, that just shows you, you played on the way. They don't out, trust man. you in America. Yeah, you don't. You don't. <laughs> they don't trust you in America. First of all, none of the clubs in China have any, any cover. There's no cover. Wow. For one, two people fight over the bill in China. They fight over what? Over the bill. Like what? who's gonna pay? Oh shit! All right, killing me now, small. They fight that's, over that's who's gonna pay. Like if I, I get invited out, I barely ever like. They're like, no, put your money away, and I make more money than most of the people like that take me out sometimes. Damn. They're like, are like, put your money away. Your money's not good here. I'm paying, bro. I can pay. Motherfucker, I said. Seriously, like, you go to pull a club, out my fucking samurai sword. People will come up to you <laughs> in the club, like, just to drink with you, take a picture with you real quick. Wow. I know, like, every club owner or owner, manager, like. Yeah, I'm going to China, man. Fuck yeah. this shit. Like, right, like. I'm, Tell me the egg is to get one of them, another one of them contracts, man. I can be the strength and conditioning coach. I'm a little out of shape, <laughs> but I can get back. <laughs> I can be the water boy. I get back. You need a water boy? Shit. It's, but, it's um, like a crazy. <laughs> yeah, I can't even like it, it feels awkward being back home for real for real like cause, cause you, you ready know. to go the fuck back yeah so uh hell yeah yo shout out to Cyril man yeah. this China trip man you doing big things bro I always got mad love for you always had mad love for no, you and I wish you both absolutely y'all, nothing but sure. the best going forward with your basketball and music sure. endeavors all the way on the other side of the world literally appreciate y'all so always, we do this thing called fresh or fiasco we ask a question you tell us whether it's fresh or fiasco you tell us why let's do it Fresher fiasco. I'm going to start off with an easy one. I think this is easy. Robert De Niro was presenting an award at the Tonys. I believe that's what it was. And before he uh, um, <laughs> took the, or presented the award. Present, present the award. Yeah, my bad. He says, fuck oh, Trump. Trump. Yep. Fresher fiasco. Shit, it's fresh as hell. Oh, man. And he said it twice, too. Like, he, got, he started getting an ovation with some people in the crowd who literally had a drop jaw. And there's other people who were clapping. There was other people who were laughing. And then, you know, people started standing up, like, literally on some standing ovation shit. And then he said it again. He was like, it used to be something Trump, and I was fuck Trump. And he started clapping louder. I always fuck with Robert De Niro. Always. I always fuck with Robert De Niro. He's the head of some of the dopest gangster movies and family movies, too. He Meet got the s- Fockers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Casino. Like, and, he, and he loves black women. And he loves black women. They got so, another uh, Scorsese movie coming out. It's going straight to Netflix, cool? too. Scorsese, the guy that directs him. Scorsese? <laughs> what I said his name was? 
What I said his name was? Yo, as soon as he saw, I said, who? He started. <laughs> Wait a minute, what's his Martin name? Scorsese. Martin Scorsese, not Scorsese. Scorsese. Well, I don't Scorsese. give a goddamn. Scorsese. Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Hey, I was like, who? My man Score. He said that shit with my confidence. Man Yo, <laughs> I thought I had that one too. Scorsese. No, if I ain't good with oh, names, I, I take my time. I thought I had that one. Yo, ask me first <laughs> next time. <laughs> oh, I'm going to no, go. I'm going to definitely go first. Fresh, especially the way that they treated Obama the last eight years. But normally I wouldn't agree with this because it's supposed to be the president, whether we like him or not, it's supposed to be the president. But he's done ruined it so much. And the way they treated Obama for eight years, yeah. man, it's a mix of both for me. Nothing. Or reason why I say fiasco in a little bit is just because I don't want to see them go after Robert De Niro, man. He's had a great career. I, feel I thought like about do that something too. like that. You know what I mean? You know, Trump and them like thick, thick. Yeah. They're gonna try to tear that man down. So and that's and, and that's one thing not to cut you he off. Tweeted I, something. I was I was yeah. I was uh, uh thinking earlier, it's like, does Robert De Niro have the energy to keep this up? Because now they're gonna come after him. I hope he ain't got nothing in his closet, yo, because the way they're coming mm, at people now, yeah. <laughs> they finding out everything on people, dog. Yeah. Well, that's the only reason why I was like, eh. Man, uh, but I salute him for always he always you know, he always been his a mind. Yeah. He's always been on the front lines of a lot of things, but I just hope we don't hear nothing about him negatively in the coming weeks because right. of that statement. Fresher fiasco. Lloyd Banks leaves G Unit Records. Uh, I don't think anybody. I'm gonna cares. say fiasco. I'm gonna say fiasco only because it doesn't matter. Yeah. He been on he been on G Unit for the last how many years? And he's still been making his music the way he's made it. Like Banks has never been the kind of artist to shoot for the glitz, glamour, and glory. He had he had fifty to do all that for him. So he literally all only thing he literally had to do was rap. Show it to the studio and rap. He's never been that guy that's pushed for that spotlight. When that wave of uh, next upcoming New York rappers is supposed to take the mantle, Jewels and Banks and the Fab, niggas, yeah. Fab, like they they kind of was like reserved. Like you know what I'm saying. Lloyd didn't really step up and take aggression with that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say fiasco just because I don't I don't think it's going to be any different. The way that he approaches the music, I'm gonna say fiasco because um, there's two types of Lloyd. There's two different Lloyd Banks. There's the one that's on G Unit that does, does albums, and there's the and there's the mixtape Lloyd Banks. Punchline King. I think Lloyd Banks is too obsessed with punchlines and mixtape. If you listen to his mixtapes, it's just him rapping, <laughs> rapping <laughs> nonstop. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Listen to his albums. Ain't no songs on there. Right, ain't no songs. He's just rapping, which is fire. Now, some of them be having songs on there. The Cold Corner 1 and yeah. 2 is pretty lit. I get you, but yeah, the hooks be... Right. They be real basic. They His hook sounds like his verse. You can't play none of them shits on the radio. Right. That's what so when you listen none to his albums, it's been known that 50, had, 50 his, has yeah. helped him with his yeah. singles, which allowed him to be different and sell more than yeah. Jewel's, more than Fab. Like, mm-hmm. he was the guy. He was under G Unit. Right. He, yeah, he was the guy. He was the guy. He was the weapon in G Unit's arsenal. He was Banks the rap was guy. The one. So, for him to leave 50, it's him saying, I just want to rap. I don't want to be creative. He haven't, what mixtape? He he just has not been creative on his own. Man, this shit going to be So I'm going to go fiasco because even though G Unit ain't popping, <laughs> even, even though G Unit isn't popping, if Banks was working on a album, 50 still would have like, you need a single. Bank Buck right now has a song out right now that's on the radio, man. I'm pretty sure Fifth gave the approval. Like, you're not putting nothing out unless you have that record. I forgot what the name of the Buck song is, but everybody here, yo, that's it's probably easily forgettable. It got a chick in it. 
I, I don't know what I'm saying. It's probably easily <laughs> forgettable. Oh, oh, so you don't care about that. But yeah, yeah no. so, so, so Banks <laughs> yeah. leaving, it's just him saying, I want to make mixtapes for the rest of my life and just freestyle. I mean, <sighs> Fiasco. It, the only way it could be fresh is the structure of the of the release because mm-hmm. if it allows him to be, to have full creative control on his albums and work with producers he actually wants to work with, then we might finally get a, a, a bank, another Banks album. What was the last Banks album? Beamer, Benz, and Bentley. Too? Nah, that was just Benz. a single. Hunger for More 2 was the Hunger last album. That was just a single. That was, was off a mixtape. I, I think yeah, yeah. Hunger no, for More no, 2 Benz, was the last album. Beamer, Benz, and Bentley like, might have been on part right? two. Beamer, Benz, and Bentley was, was on part it was, two. It was Hunger for More, then it was Rotten Apple, Rotten Apple. and then Beamer, it was Hunger for More 2. And Beamer, Benz, and Bentley was on Hunger for More 2. Right. No, my bad. No, it was on a mixtape. It was on a mixtape. No, it wasn't on a mixtape. It was on their independent release. It was on Lloyd Banks' independent release because that single went gold, but the album didn't do good because okay. it was independent. Okay. So there is a fourth. I just can't think of the name. Okay. But, so we might get another album and, you know, we see Banks works with some other producers because, you know, he's been working with um, the homie Dopeshi for a minute and then a couple other um, producers. That, you know, I, think, I think Lloyd Banks is still like 90s New York rap. Right. I think he's completely engulfed into that era of music. And I don't you think touched he on it earlier, about like, I feel like it's the same with Cole. Well, with J Cole's like uh, uh-huh. being so reserved now and like pulling himself away, right? Like, I don't think Banks understood how fast things would move with the unit. Like with Fifty, Fifty had the to me Fifty had the greatest run in hip hop history. I, I, for, I like man, for you to come out real, and sell yo. twelve million and then ten million on your next joint and f- to go from your whole clan went platinum. Everybody sold. And 50, honestly, could have pulled a, pulled a hove and been releasing every summer, but he took summers off to make sure that Banks had shine. Group projects. To make sure that Game, game had shine. Even Yayo, Yayo even sold 800,000 yep. records on his first joint. Yep. So 50 I don't the think they understood how like how crazy it was going to get. And like you said earlier, like 90s rappers like that, like Banks is the same with like Votto. Like those are guys that just want to spit. They just want to be in the studio. Right. They just want to rap. They don't really want to do any of the extra shit that is mandatory to be in that lane. Yeah. And 50, like, even because 50 even said it, I think um, one of Banks' parents had died. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yo, come in the studio. And I ain't worried about that. 50, like, you know what I mean? Like, was it 50, obviously, his dad or his, his dad, grandma? His dad, like that, his dad. Right? Yeah. But 50, like, not having, his never knowing his dad, his mom, his mom died, died so as young. He, he don't feel that. that. He can't understand he don't that. Feel that, that, that loss. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like that's where the strain in their relationship started. And Banks, like, instead of appreciating what he brings to the culture, has been so, you know, withdrawn from it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if this will continue down that path or he'll actually make a resurgence and actually step back into the game on his own terms. I don't see a resurgence. I think it's over for the game. And one more thing, too. I also believe that a part of them, all of them probably got – too reliant on 50. On 50, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because well, they like literally, said, them niggas had the easiest job of any hip-hop artist ever. In they the were world. a part of the biggest fucking music group for that time period with the biggest person, personality-wise and music-wise. They literally just had to walk behind them. But I'm telling y'all, Buck got a single up. Buck, Buck got something. Nobody man. cares, though. Why right. would you bring you that up You ain't heard again? the record. I'm telling you, it was pretty dope. All right? Fresher Fiasco. Rapper, 6'9". Trolling Chicago rappers. Somebody else go first, man. I mean, well, cool. Oh, you want to go first? I don't. I'm torn. I'm in the middle because he's that's that's what he's made his career on so far. Mm-hmm. It's trolling, and I don't know who if he's paying them dudes around him or what. Because 
I showed my mom a picture of him today because my mom, you know, like couldn't understand how like these kids are so like disassociated with society and what's real. Mm-hmm. And like this kids in China who that's their idol. You know what I mean? Dude. Like seriously, he's made his way out there. Like kids getting crazy tats on their face and just random ass weird tattoos. Like you see people like hand neck tattoos and no tattoos anywhere else. That shit is weird to me. Face that's tattoos, weird. face so, tattoos, no chest tats, no arm no chest. Tats. Like that's your first tattoo. Is on like your a nigga go to cat, a nigga go to <laughs> spot on a tat, but they arm <laughs> yeah, slash shoulder. Yeah, like, yeah, like for the first your one, first joint is your forehead, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. But <laughs> like seriously, yeah, that's nuts. He's made a career trolling, and it hasn't. There's been no repercussions for that so far, right? I don't wish that on him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we come from an area where, like, you do shit like that, you know the outcome of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, these new kids are so, like, withdrawn from what is real because when we speak on shit like that, we looked at as haters right. instead of trying to give them the light and give them game. So to me, it's a fiasco just because, like, you see, you don't see the, the end being pretty. Funny. Oh, no, it's not. But, but there's real niggas around him that allowed his fuckery. And it's like, uh, how can they be real? You know then? I mean, I'm a, I'm a go. I don't know. You know what I'm saying, I'm a yeah, go. That puts it all into. I'm kind of like me. in the middle too, only because I once said a few months ago that people like Fifty Cent and Suge Knight, they didn't. If you, if they didn't like you, they, they let it be known. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. I'm just going to pick on these guys and not mess with these guys. For him to actually have the heart, even though he's heavily protected, to go after Chicago, it's like, all right. You consistent, just like you said. Like if, if I'm gonna be a troll, I'm not just going to troll the people that Pick I know. Who I want, yeah. right? I'm, I'm going to troll everybody. everybody, and he's doing it. I he hope trolled, I, he trolled the Prince family, dog. I hope. Word is like, like I didn't know that he trolled Jazz Prince. I didn't know that. And Houston, Jay Prince, and then when he oh, that's right. It. I did. I did see that. I did like, see that. that. I did like, see that. You trolling Jay Prince's son? Like I just hope that. Nobody is seriously hurt or killed That's in this matter. Thing. But for him to be consistent, that, that just goes to show you, you do. anybody can get it from 6 yeah. 9 So but I'm going to just go fiasco. But 50 backs him. That's the, like, you know what I mean? I think he'd be doing this if 50 was there. Nah, I, I, I think 50's a troll. He too. was who he was before yeah, him 50, and 50 became cool. But the fact that this. he's backing him now is kind of like. That makes you look at 50 like, come on, dog. Like, yeah. And Casanova just pieced it up on him a couple weeks ago. But that was really 50, like though. It just, that was 50. He was like, because he said in an interview with Oprah, when he got shot and he was scared to die, he stopped caring. So when, and it was just rap beef, mm-hmm. but when you hear him dissing Jada kids and you know he ain't, he don't rap as good as them, like, this nigga nuts. But he did it anyway. <laughs> right. When this nigga does, when he does certain things, his his trolling back then, 6 yeah. 9 is on 10. That's but we've fact. seen it before, though. But he's trolling over real shit, though. So my thing is, you know I mean? I'm going to say fiasco because... I was always taught that gangster shit ain't nothing to play with. And you nothing don't, to be spoken about. Like, you can't, like, gangster shit was always something that was done concealed. You know what I'm saying? Like, Gosh. if you wanted to fuck somebody up, you wanted to shoot somebody, you wanted to do whatever, it's not something you publicly said. It's not something that you made known. It's all words, so I got a problem. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then things happen underneath. But I, I, I just can't get with, I'm, I'm just not of, like, I appreciate social media, but the way that these niggas use it, I don't like it. I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's 
corny. Just, you're a hater then. My thing is, I'll be that. I'll wear that stripe with pride. I'll, I'll, I'll be wear that. it too, but it's like, you know, you're a hater. But I just, it's like, when you when you do certain things, man, it's just it's just very, very disrespectful. And once you cross a certain disrespect level, it's it's no going back for that. And it's only a couple of outcomes that happens. Earlier on Instagram, he was on Instagram with the nigga Chief Keep Baby Mom said I ain't see that. Like there was in New York, he, she she had her on he had her on camera like, Yeah, this Chief Keep Baby Mom, he don't do shit for his fucking kids. He stepped in the camera like, yeah, nigga, you don't take care of your kids. Another nigga will come in and take care of it for you. Took the bitch in the store, went shopping and shit. Like, like, dog, nah, like, yo, that's a, that. that's a problem. He didn't do that. Bro, that's a problem. That's the shit like you, you just shit like that. You don't do, dog. Like, but, uh, but what? So it's not even music no more. This shit is none of this shit is even about music. But the thing is, is that like, can Chief Keith do anything about it though? Because you know what I'm saying? Because we're obviously with the social social media like atmosphere that we have now, Takashi has a following of loyal fans. Yeah. Who if if Chief Keith does anything to him, you know what I mean? Like that's But he got beef for so many people. How can you know who did what? There's no real nigga code anymore. Nah. Because even like even with the Drake and Push Push T shit, I know obviously y'all covered it and you know, and spoken y'all piece on it. In a real nigga setting that we kind of grew up in, Drake is done. Yeah. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But for him to still have clout, to still be relevant after all these jabs, just shows that we've gone completely away from all the codes that we grew up on, that we knew what it was. Like you said, we knew that street shit was nothing to be played about. That's yeah. why Meek was confused. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah, Meek was confused. Like, wait a minute, is this shit real? Like, but Meek, yeah. though, the problem is that Meek also, when he has an issue, runs to social media. Yeah. So, so he's, he's kind of in the same he's boat. He's kind of in the same boat. But his is not. He his is serious, out. though. His is but more he like airs out his business with right. Wale all the time, right? You know facts. I mean? You're not even MMG, and then next thing you know, they hugging it out, they back together and shit like that. Like that's a fact. That so, is kind of the same thing, yeah. Like for example, Hove, we don't see Hove tweet about anything, nothing. Yeah, Hove tweets one time a year, right? Three tweets, and then he's done. Kanye, on the other hand, is the old head that's still trying to be in the club, be, dancing. You know what I mean, shit. be relevant with the young boys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's kind of like a there's a disconnect that. We still haven't truly spoken on, and I, I mean, I don't know if it's a fiasco or not. Just for, for the simple fact is that that's what's made his career. That's how he's made his living. Going back to Takashi, mm-hmm. and it's allowed him to be who he is right now. Without that, like rappers always needed a villain. Fifty was beloved because he had no problem putting on that villain hat and going after whoever. Yeah. Pac was a villain. If you really want to be real with it, Pac was a villain. Depending on your perspective. Perspective, of course, you know yeah. what I mean. He, but going back in history right. and, and seeing you know, all the stuff that's come out now, with us knowing that you know, what I mean, Biggie probably didn't have anything to do with his shooting and shit like that. Right, he knew and that. He knew that, and you know, Mob Deep and them had nothing to do with anything that happened to him in New York. Mm-hmm. But he was a villain, and he embraced that role very well. And I feel like Fifty has done it, and obviously Takashi's done it in a way of capturing the social media aspect of it because nowadays there's nothing that surprises you anymore. Like I watched, I saw the double XL cover, the freshman cover. Mm-hmm. I ain't recognize nothing. I ain't recognize nobody on that cover. I, see, no, I ain't recognize I a whole them, bunch though. of face tats and I was like, and, and, and different color fucking hair. That's, that was what, it. that's what the game has come down to now. Yeah. You know what hey, I mean? Man, like, thank, in, thank goodness for yeah, streaming music. I didn't, I didn't, I'm in China where they think that's what hip hop is. Ooh, so nah. like, it's hard for me because like, 
That would make me mad. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would make these me kids mad. are like, oh, like, you know, damn, you rapping, you're dope, but like, you know what? Like, you know, the tats and, and shit like that. So it's like, I don't want to be a hater to the young kids if that's what they want, their dream is. <laughs> but it's like, where do we draw the line? Yeah. All right. I just feel like the for myself, there's a there's a there's a thick line. I shouldn't even thin. There's a very thick line yeah. from real life in social media. That's it's a, a thin, it's a thick bro. line. Yeah. It's for me, it's well, still oh, for us, yeah. For me, it's, it's a thick, thick line. For but us. for the people who grow up using it in their every yeah. in, you know what I'm saying in yeah. their life to no, promote and make a living I like Takashi is I agree. It's O D. I can't get yeah, I can't get behind that. that line a lot. So yeah. uh, we'll lead uh we'll have a poll on uh Twitter to, uh for the fresh fiascos that we got, man. We about to wrap it up. Yeah, man, it's a wrap. Um, shout out to Sarah, man. Again, brother, appreciate you. I'm saying, had to coming lock through in and kicking with, the with podcast us, man. Brothers, Absolutely, man. Brother. I had to see Definitely get to see you fresh from that small city of nine million people. Yeah, <laughs> go back you know, to my new, you know, new row, young row, she men. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, that's man. my stuff, man. Language. That's, that's yes. lamb noodles. If y'all didn't, if y'all don't know, man. Still on Land cloud nine from noodles. the live show. We appreciate everybody that contributed, everybody that came, everybody that came More out facts. of town. Oh um, man, we had Atlanta, we had VA, we had deep parts of PA, we had um, New York, the New Bronx. York. The Bronx was in the building. We had just so many people that showed us love, man. And we definitely appreciate y'all. Uh, this was episode ninety. Ten more to a hundred. Ten more to a hundred, man. That's crazy. We made it. Almost there. Yeah, y'all got followers in China too, man. Don't forget that. Man. I be seeing it. I be seeing yeah, the numbers. Yeah, he do be. That, we, he be seeing the numbers. Shout we gonna, out. We gonna get more that, off man. this one. Don't forget that. Mm. Shout mm. out to China, man. I never been, but I would like to. You gonna come? I want to uh, shout out Absolutely. to China, and I also want to shout out our number one market, Philly, man. Shout out to Philadelphia, man. Philadelphia always come number one. And man. nonetheless, man. Uh, excuse me. And last but not least, shout out to the town, man. Shout out to Trent. Facto. Yeah, this was episode ninety. Peace out, deuce. Right now at T-Mobile, get an awesome iPhone XR on us when you bring your family over and trade in your old device. Because whether you have mom, dad, or a friend on your mind, it's a gift so bold and brilliant, you'll want to keep it for yourself. Most importantly, it's on us in six vibrant colors. Plus, with unlimited everything from T-Mobile, the awesome iPhone XR will have everyone snapping, streaming, and sharing to their heart's content all year long. But don't wait. It's only for a limited time. So visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE and get iPhone XR on us. If congested, customers using more than 50 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds due to prioritization. Video at 480p via 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers plus tax. Qualifying trade-in, port-in, service, and finance agreement required. Contact us before canceling or credit stop and remaining balance due. 64 gigs, zero down, plus 3125 per month for 24 months. Pre-credit price, $749.99, 0% APR. One offer per account. Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington-area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus Eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019.